Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the Luca Pete Show on a Thursday. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Mr. Lukey Mo. Luke, I have decided I'm going to start a flipping cult. Okay. Some would say that you have with this show. I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, cult. we're obsessed with batteries. We're yet to turn this into um, money or a charitable uh, organization, Endeavor. but one day we will, I think. Um, what are you going to do? What's going to be the hallmark of the cult? Well, um, the uh, the Twin Flames universe I've become very obsessed with. What's um, that? Obs- Obsessed in, in in the sense of uh, I've, I've I've watched one documentary about it. I've invested two and a half hours into it. Um, there's a Netflix documentary about Twin Flames, um, where these two um, people have started what is effectively um, a, a cult. Uh, Jeff and Shalea Devan. Um, they are two people who are um, just schlubby looking people who don't seem like they're able to administer a cult, but they managed it. Um, and there's a TV show about it. Um, it started in 2017, um, obviously took hold during uh, lockdown. And basically, they say, um, through their um, infomercials, their um, uh, guides online, their little Zoom um, uh, TED Talks, about how in every world there are twin flames that um, should be together. You know what I mean? So if you yeah. uh, have... Like me um, and you. Me and you, yeah, exactly. We were, we were pulled together by some unknown, unseen force, um, and it was meant to be, etc. So, um, what actually happened is um, a lot of these um, mainly young women uh, joined this organisation, this kind of cult, this church, um, and they uh, commit um, <laughs> crimes of passion. <laughs> Colour me surprised. <laughs> so they, so they, they all get together and they are cajoled, coerced, um, um, uh, convinced that um, a failed relationship that they left behind some time ago um, needs to be revisited. Oh my um, god, that's and, terrible! Um, it's not the worst idea. Exclusion orders, um, uh, um, kind of. What is it when you get like an ASBO where people can't get restraining orders? Restraining orders. Um, that means nothing in the Twin Flames universe. You simply have to go back and bother the person who didn't want to be with you uh, until until you you batter them all. And this is on telly. You said. 
It's on telly. It's like a documentary about about three. It's it's a documentary about how it's a cult and how um, these poor um, women um, go. These adorable young people who are like nineteen, twenty, who just want to find love, and these two pricks just take advantage of that fact and charge them six grand, seven grand a year to go on these kind of um, courses on how to... So it's basically um, like Nexium then, that Nexium cult. Yeah, but they're, they're, yeah, they're manifesting their own relationships. And, and um, the thing that gets me is, Luke, the main guy who's this kind of toxic um, man, uh, men's rights it looks guy... looks like, like a lad baby gone wrong. <laughs> they, they basically do these um, things. And he's kind of like all about men... Are the most powerful things, and uh, the woman is just going. I, I'll say anything to be kept in Chanel, um, kind of vibes, and um, they're just like really, un- even in the in the fo- in, in in the court of kind of like cults, like this is not this leader is not a very measured yeah. or thoughtful man. He Look, is, is he charismatic. Just, he's not very charismatic. He's just a dickhead, like a massive dickhead. It's well worth a watch. Twin Flames um, on Netflix. It's um, an astonishing example of um, the internet making heroes out of absolute losers. (laughs) (laughs) So it's called Escaping Twin Flames, apparently. Escaping Twin Flames. An intense variation of a soulmate. We've all got them, apparently. It's Um, apparently from the same director as um, the Nexium Cult documentary. Probably is. I mean, there's probably enough of these kind of things because you know they're they're making a lot of money um, off off of people's um, need for companionship, and and it gets to a point where they um, he tries about five or six different hair brain schemes to make a lot of money, like proper like nonsense. And then there's, there's obviously a... they sashay. Um, by the end of the documentary, they sashay into being a, a legitimate church, uh, which in America is obviously big big business. Yeah, it's kind of um, depressingly easy to do that in some parts mm. of the United States. I think there's a special place reserved in hell for people who set about their business to make themselves wealthy by exploiting the frailties and insecurities of other human beings. Mm. You know, whether you're a kind of clairvoyant or a kind of, you know... A Spoken like a true Pompey fan. Well, it's, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, they, they, they're right at the fucking top of the list. Um, <laughs> but, you know... I, Escaping I, I, Portsmouth. I saw... Um, I, I do sometimes, under advice and under kind of caution, I do watch or um, listen to the occasional kind of Joe Rogan. Mm. And um, the one with Darren Brown's really interesting. Right. Because what Darren Brown's... You know who Darren Brown is, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's um, he's like a deconstructor of um, this type of stuff and he, and he deconstructs it, I believe, by knowing how to do it right mm. so it's a great it's a great thing he did where he um have you ever seen it but he plays chess against um 11 or 12 other grandmasters right 12 chess grandmasters and he beats like six of them and the reason he, the way he's able to do it is uh everyone thinks it's amazing and the rest of it and then he reveals how he does it and all he did is he just memorized the the move from the chess grandmaster before so actually he's just been a conduit they're playing each other Right, and he's but would that not? <clears throat> would you not get yourself into a, a terrible muddle where you would um, just do the? I guess if you're mirroring, no, but it's, that's it's going you're on. mirroring, it and it's basically just a trick of memory. It's not. Right. It's not about being good at chess. Clever. Like, yeah. Right. But anyway, that's just one example. But but he talks a lot on that Rogan podcast about how it's being done and how hypnotism is done and all the rest of it. It's about interrupting processes and, mm. and learning a little bit about the brain and really just moving on very quickly from people who aren't that suggestible, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Uh, it's about cold reading, which is basically what psychic mediums are like just 
essentially picking up on little things and and practicing that and then just exploiting the shit out of people who don't question it because they're so vulnerable right it's probably so it's so easy to do it now um in the age of i mean if you were a clairvoyant and you had people attending a show that you were doing i mean just get the list of people who bought tickets and then get online and have yeah, a look. That's probably you know what, what I mean? do, yeah. I if you've one... got one clever if you go into someone's Facebook profile, they'll have and they go into it and, and you're sort of wondering, oh, is it that person or is that person? Chances are they're gonna have like a love of mystical things on their But even Facebook if you're just profile. gonna buy, even if you're buying a ticket for that kind of thing, you're open to it. Mm. Yeah, oh, but like I think you? you but you could literally research the person. You could literally research I'm getting this name and it's the person that they've named on their Facebook. But like, like some, some, just... some of them are so obvious. Like, I mean, mm. like there was one I saw maybe on YouTube where the medium is saying, I'm, I'm looking for someone who had a, um, a picture of a dog in their hallway mm. growing up. So a few people put their hands up and then um, he says, oh yeah. And um, was it a picture of your own dog? And the person says, no. And he <laughs> says, okay, we're just getting a picture in the hallway. And then yeah. for some reason they say something like, "Oh, there was a picture of a Spitfire on the, in the hallway of, in my house growing up," and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah." And presumably you had someone who fought in the war. And it's like, <laughs> well, anyone can fucking say that. I mean, you know, any any family is going to be able to find someone really that had someone that fought in the war of that generation, right? Yeah, of course. So it's just all very kind of basic stuff. But anyway, mm. it's it's pretty interesting. And I think I think um, what I get the impression about because I, I once saw Darren Brown. When I was um, out in town once, I was having a beer and I went somewhere else further out of town and I saw Darren Brown in the back of one of those tuk-tuks mm. um, along quite a main road, nowhere near the centre of town. And it made me think like he maybe kind of hypnotised the guy to just cycle him home. Because they, they, they don't go anywhere. They, they don't go anywhere other no, than the centre of town. they've got to be returned. But yeah. what I like about Darren Brown is that I, I firmly believe that he could definitely use those powers for evil. Yeah. And he doesn't. But what's really interesting is how... Um, is how he, he he kind of talks to the people that he say he hypnotizes afterwards. Mm. And he says, what's really interesting is that the, their descriptions of what they experienced are all actually quite different. Yeah. So some of them will say, oh, it was a bit of fun and I've had a few beers, so I just went along with it. Some of them will say, um, you know, I realized what you were doing, but I didn't really feel like I could stop it. I didn't have the power to stop. And mm. then the, the rarest, most interesting ones are the ones who say, like, I was totally convinced that like Elvis was... You know, having a beer with me kind of thing you know it's like it's, it's quite fascinating how the, the the human brain kind of works on that type of stuff right yeah yeah do you think you'd be a, you, i mean you dress like a hypnotist famously do you think you'd be easily hypnotized no i don't think i would i think I'd, i think i would just um um an unhealthy distrust of anyone of the showman i don't like magic i don't like uh i don't like any of that nonsense really Have you put it on any of your appeals for speeding tickets what um you sorcerers um only god can judge me sorcerer (laughs) (laughs) i wrote that on my little reply i don't observe this court i don't observe the court i don't Uh, respect any of this shit um big news uh in my world peter is that um, maybe you should point your cameras to the bible yeah what would it tell us about speeding uh, some probably something about an overladen camel trying to go through the eye of a needle, etc. Don't yeah, don't 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 ride the camel too fast. Mm. Maybe yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, big news in my world is that um, and you'll have very little interest in this, I'm sure, is that um, Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk have agreed to fight. Right. And was that something that was going to happen anywhere? Well, we were hoping it would. Mm. Um. Tyson Fury at the press conference called Alexander Usyk a sausage, an ugly little man, a rabbit. Right. Uh, which was kind of what he's like. But um, 
He said, you're getting smashed to pieces, sausage. You're fighting the best British heavyweight there's ever been. I come here to pick a fight. I didn't come here to play games. I came here to fight. You're an ugly little man. Um... Yeah. So hugely respectful to the man who's flying the flag for the Ukrainians uh, in the uh... yeah and yeah <laughs> but and also I mean he's not much of a looker as Fury though is he I mean like he's did you see that clip of him uh, talking to his daughter on his uh, reality TV show where he's going what's it like going to school and you know um, being the being the daughter of a of the champion being the world champion do do, do people treat you differently Does, is it quite difficult she went no not really he goes. Good, good. I'm glad. Uh, it's like proper Brent. It's funny. <laughs> good. Well, good the response. reason it's a good, it's a big deal is because this is mm. the first time they're fighting. I think in February of next year. It's the first time that we'll have an undisputed heavyweight champion since 1999. So, what does disputed versus so, undisputed? So there's mean? loads of different belts. Right. So at the moment, Tyson Fury has got um, three of the belts. No, sorry, right. sorry. Alexander Usyk has got three of the belts. Mm. Uh, he's got the WBA, the WBO, and the IBF, and Fury's mm. got one. He's got the WBC, which is seen as quite right. an important one. They're all, I mean, they're all kind of major belts, I suppose. But the problem is boxing is preposterous, right? So it's split about all these different kind of federations. Yeah. So the last time that some one heavyweight fighter held all of them and was therefore undisputed rather than unified or just a single belt champion was when Lennox Lewis beat Evander Holyfield in 1999. So it's right. the first time this God, century. So it's actually, wild. A, it's actually a pretty big deal. Isn't that um, weird that it's uh, never been? Well, you it's be some. The politics yeah. mean it's very difficult. Mm. Like it doesn't because what happens in boxing is that you know, boxers not only have different priority rankings with different federations, they also sign individual deals with different TV channels. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, if you've got one who signed a deal with Showtime in the US and say TNT Sports, and the other one's got a Sky Sports deal here and was with HBO in the US, mm. it just be, there's so many stakeholders, it just becomes very very difficult to make the fight happen. The the thing that um, looking at Usyk and I, I don't know a huge amount about him, but he um, he looks better with hair, and and the thing that um, excites dude. me about these two two wrestlers is that like how they're not wrestlers mate they're boxers sorry box <laughs> very different. sorry boxers um, is that well c- comparing them to wrestlers um, uh, sort of uh, uh, chest muscles just don't matter like pecs um, something that people obviously work on. Um, when you look to get look powerful and body beautiful and stuff, pecs just don't seem to come into it. You can be quite lithe down the front. It's all about your weight distribution elsewhere and your legs and your back and your and your and your and your arms. It's absolutely wild. One of the things about Tyson Fury that she's quite I mean he's he's an interesting character, I would say. I think he's he's not all good, he's not all bad, um, in my view. He said some difficult stuff in the past, which he's mm. later apologised for, and he's had, and he's actually been very, very important, I believe, for kind of men's mental health in this country. Um, but he's uh, he's actually quite self-deprecating. Mm. Like sometimes when he fights like um, another boxer who's ripped, and he'll be like, "Yeah, not bad for a fat twat, is it?" Like he's that kind of thing because <laughs> yeah, he yeah, yeah. talks about himself in that way. But generally speaking, the boxers at lower weights, obviously have to be cut, right? Because they're they can only be a certain weight. With heavyweight mm. boxing, there's no upper weight limit. Yeah. So it's just oh, about right, power. Okay. It's so just you... about power versus speed and what you really want to do. So it's not necessarily other than for aesthetics. And even then I suppose, you know, the the criticism that some people would make of or a criticism that some people would level at Anthony Joshua is that he's too ripped. Yeah. So he just gets knackered. Right? Right. So he's, so he's too, no so he's too heavy where he doesn't need to Yeah, be. yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. So like with Fury and Usyk. Usyk's probably a little bit better shape than Fury, but he's much smaller. Mm. But you're right. It's basically going to be for the undisputed best heavyweight fighter in the world. 
it's going to be two blokes who don't look that amazing with their tops off. Yeah. Which I is mean, kind of wild pretty to think amazing. about. I mean, they're just the general sort of real estate. You could get a big old tattoo on everyone's chest. There's, there's a great um, little... Um, there's a great um, kind of run of videos that do the rounds on TikTok, and it's when boxers go to a particular TV studio in America, I think, and they make them as part of the feature punch the punching machine that you get at a circus. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is extraordinary. Well, how... well, they've come back in a big way, punching machines, in in a way that I just never thought would exist. South End, I think I could punch from my house... So, like, from South End Pier, I could punch a machine every 20 yards. Like, there's just so many of those machines. And right. they're always getting pound after pound after pound pounded into them. What's really interesting is that apparently, like, it depends on the brand of machine. Right. Some of them are pretty accurate. Right. And, and as long as people are punching the same machine, it's it's a pretty good guide. And the right. average... And the average um, punching machine like score i think is something like because it's out of a thousand mm. it's like 300 or something and right. these guys are like punch at 995 996 and, and it's not just the score because it's a, it's a fucking arcade machine if at the end of the day it's just the sound and the power yes it's horrible isn't it? it and 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 <laughs> that's one thing that you never really get prepared for if you ever go have you ever seen a boxing match in the flesh no, I don't think I have. Actually, so if you, know. you go there, even if you're not that near the front and you're not seeing fighters that are actually that good in the grand scheme yeah. of things, you go to York Hall on like a Friday night, you can see one every week. Um, the sound of the glove hitting the head yeah. is... Rancid. It's gut-wrenching. Yeah. It's like it's, a ship hitting a pier. Crunch. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit... <laughs> yeah. because, well, didn't, didn't Fury fight um, that MMA guy? And I think he didn't... I mean, I think it's... Francis Ngannou. Ngannou knocked him down. Yeah, I think his brother said that they weren't, you know, they weren't um, pumped like they were um, for any other fight. They weren't quite as yeah. excited. It's like, well, I mean, you say that afterwards. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not say, I'm not saying Tyson Fury looked past him as an exhibition match to make a bit of money. Right. But if if any fighter was going to do that, I think Tyson Fury might be. Tyson up there. Fury would do that, right? Yeah, okay. but I don't think it means much for the big, for the bigger, for the big one. They've all got plenty of time to train, mm. and, and Fury is that. That's the thing. Fury is unquestionably one of the greatest boxers Britain's ever produced. I mean, he's incredibly good. Mm. And he doesn't look good, and he's quite controversial, but he is fucking good. And so is Usyk. And that's why it'll be a really interesting fight. I mean, Usyk basically toyed with Anthony Joshua twice, you know? So, right. and, he, and he, like, Tony Bellew, for example, who was a British cruiserweight champion, stepped up the heavyweights, got absolutely decimated by Usyk. You know, mm. so he's good as well. So it's actually two amazing fighters. It'll be a really interesting thing. And I predict it'll be a really big event. It's um, It's in the middle of February, I think. Um, so it's well worth a watch. Anyway, let's have a break. When we come back, I want to um, trawl through a few emails because we got a bit of a, a bit of a pile up in the inbox, mate. And it's worth All right, going then. through them. All right. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray Five in One gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We're back with Luke and Pete Shaw, and we've got emails aplenty. If you'd like to get into the show, hello, hello at Shaw.com is the way to do it. It sure is. Um, are you going to read one, or do you want me to? Um, you might have to, because I've got the burps. Oh, not again. Get the gas gone out. I'll do a couple then. Um, I've got one here from Gary who says, um, Hi guys, I saw Ghostwatch when it aired. Remember we were talking about Ghostwatch? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he said it was such fascinating viewing, the whole fake show thing. Even the point you realise it wasn't real didn't make it less entertaining. My 12-year-old brother, though, bailed out 30 minutes from the end as he was too scared. Mm. Um, and um, <laughs> So obviously he never knew that it was fake. Um, and my dad realised this, and just seconds after the show uh, ended... He tried to shit us all up by switching off the mains to the entire house and then repeatedly banging the ceiling underneath the bedroom with a broom. <laughs> right. Stuff. Right. I think um I think Gary's a, was a few by the sounds of it, it's a few years older than his, his younger brother. Uh I love how that scene is responsible parenting to a twelve and a fifteen year old. Oh, this will put the shits up him. This will put the shits up, yeah, yeah. That's I mean you'd be terrified, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. But I think yeah. I I, I just think but if you're messing around with the mains, you've got to be very confident of the wires, the um, components inside the electronics you've got in the house. So good on you, Dad. To, I mean, explain that to the mother of your children when she comes home. Why, why is everything off? Why is the fridge yeah. ruined? Why is, the, oh, why well, is the, all the food? Why is, why is this week's food? We've got no housekeeping money left, and why is all the food from the freezer all over the floor? What you need to know first and foremost was it was yeah. an excellent prank. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a rib. It was a bit. When I was about twelve, mm. I went to. Um, the house of a friend of mine yeah. who in retrospect was a wrong one and has had all sorts of trouble as an adult and you know, I wish him all the very best, but he was a naughty boy, right? A naughty little lad. And I told my mum I was going to someone else's house uh, and it was only a few streets away so there's no one anyone would have known. And when I went around his house, it was during the day, I think it was a Saturday, his mum and dad were out even though we were only about 12 and he said, oh, do you want to watch a movie? I was like, yeah, cool. He said, do you want to watch um, Nightmare on Elm Street? Mm. Right? On V8, it was on VHS. It must have been what year was that? Nightmare on Elm Street, the oh, first God. one, oh, no. 1984. So it had been out for ages, but this right. would have been about 1992. So it went well out on VHS by then. Um, and I didn't want to watch it because I was frightened, even though I'd only ever seen a picture of Freddy Krueger on on the cover. 
I think that's fair. He's quite scary, isn't he? Yeah, but we, I said I didn't want to say that, so I watched it with him, mm. and I was so terrified that um, I really just wanted to go home. <laughs> that's adorable. Maybe I was a bit younger. Maybe I was about ten. Anyway, mm. I just wanted to go home, and it was still during the day. So I just made my excuses, went home. But obviously, I couldn't tell my mum that I'd watched the movie, let alone tell her that I'd been at that guy's house because I wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah. And I vividly remember walking home, the two or three streets home it was, in the middle of the day, and at one point, a front door slammed shut. And I, I, I honestly very nearly, like, properly pissed my pants. <laughs> it was like physically, I almost pissed myself. That's how <laughs> frightened I was. It was awful, and, yeah. and and what I think about what I think about you know the, the kind of the way parenting was in those days. Not long after that, I was allowed to go to my mate's house at the bottom of our street, and when I got there, his old man right was chopping a tree down in the front garden, mm. and it was consisting of so you know like the, the the formation of a cactus, two big branches coming off a main trunk. Right, he chopped the two branches off before he did the trunk. One of the branches was really big. When he chopped off, it landed on my head. Hang on, how big was this cactus? Where were you living? No, I said, imagine the formation of a cactus. That's what it oh, looked like. Oh, that was the trick. Right, okay, yeah, sorry. Just to give you a descriptor. Right. I, 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 I'm, I imagining, know- I'm imagining like, the spine sticking in your head and the water from the cactus well, dripping down your face. <laughs> I got just- Oh, tequila, lovely. <laughs> I, 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 um, I don't remember that much about it, what happened, but I remember I was sick. I was physically sick. Right, because you got... That sounds like CTE. That sounds like... Uh, Concussion or something. Like concussion. Uh, and then he put me, he said, oh, you'll be fine. And he put me in my mate's brother's bed. Right. Yeah. I laid down there for a while. I think my parents might have been out for the day, so he was looking after me or something. Mm. Uh, and um, and it was kind of fine. But looking back on it, that's not good, is it? That's not good. He shouldn't be, I mean, that should that information should be at least getting transmitted to your uh, to your mind. I'm looking for a hard hat, really, in that kind of situation. As a, yeah, as a I think boy. so. Getting bonked on the head. Yeah, you don't yeah. sort of think, do you? If it's a big bonk, it makes you sick. It's probably a hospital job, isn't it? That is a hospital job, yeah. Just to check the art, check the pupils and stuff, the responsiveness and stuff like but that. But I didn't yeah. go to the hospital because it was the 80s. Yeah. So no it's one gave a shit, mate. Brain brain fluid coming out of your nostril. <laughs> All right, what about this one from Anthony? Anthony says, hi, Luke and the Pete. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. I'm a just-turned 36-year-old dad of two. Oh, who enjoys eating and drinking too much. I recently had an enlightening, though, and decided to join a gym at the local leisure centre not too far from Luke's hometown of Gosport. He did put the word enlightening in inverted commas, which sounds very much like it was a euphemism for health scare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or diagnosis. Yeah. Um, earlier today, I had my induction at the gym, which is a multi-level gym. Now, I am quite socially awkward mm. uh, and was finding the induction incredibly painful. I, ju- I, I don't know why they'd put three people through that. Is it just to upsell people to use personal trainers and stuff? It's for insurance. Is it? Right. It's got to be. If you fuck yourself up, they're going to say, well, you had an induction and you were told. Yeah. Um, just look at the little diagrams on the side of the machines. Yeah. They usually tell you everything you need to know. I mean, I, I was given the induction at a local gym, and I'll tell you something now. I was not listening at any point. Um, <laughs> he said, as we neared the stairs to the bottom floor where the freeway area and other big gym machines were, yeah. I blurted out, ah! Oh, this is where all the big boys are. Yes. Needless to say, the member of staff looked incredibly awkward and the rest of the induction was significantly lacking any small talk. <laughs> Anthony. What do you mean by that, Anthony? What I like about it is that he's um, 
He's just done, he's, he's tried to um, insert a bit of levity into some quite functional, dull admin, um, and he's come across a pervert. So it's, yeah. it's good. It's good. And, and also, I think people who work in gyms don't realise uh, that abnormal physiques, you don't see them every day. So when you see the big boys with the big weights, you just I don't see this very often because I have no business being in this place. I would never go to that part of the gym. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and and also like they seem they all seem to know what to do with the the you know the cord ones that are sort of multifunction. They've yeah. got different handles on them, and you can change them, and you can do pull downs and pull yeah. and all that stuff. Like I can safely say in my life, I've never once touched one. No, I can, I can never see myself doing anything with a weight that um, that is longer than my body. You know those like big long weights that you do over the yeah. head. Th- I can, can never do do imagine the doing. You, at one point, you were fairly kind of ripped. What were you doing then? Just for it, just a couple of free weights and a little um, doing them on my coffee table. Um, I'm back on a bit of a health kick at the moment. I think I've said I I have I have lost cracking on for three quarters of a stone, like doing. But doing just not really eating all that much. Yeah. But it's I've tried this so many times and it's never worked. And now it is working. I'm concerned that it might be a health issue. Oh, uh, no, you'll be fine. You go down the, the rabbit hole, don't you? You do, you do yeah. sort of go, this has never worked before. And I've it's, shipped it's just, a lot of weight and I don't know how I've done it. It's just calories in, calories out. I mean, there's yeah, no, the but, thing yeah, about it is... they say that though, I did that, but then I did, but then I look back and I sort of go, I've not had a packet of discos for weeks and I used to eat them almost daily. So that must be something. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, what you've got to remember is there's a lot of kind of opinion and emotion ascribed to what is essentially just basically a physical process. It's just science. It's just, mm. it's, you know, calories are a unit of energy, right? Mm. You have X amount of them. And if you burn more than you take in, you'll lose yeah. weight. And it, obviously, it takes time. And your breath fucking stinks. Yeah, I, I find when I go on these health kicks, my, my weight fluctuates massively. Like My mm. weight fluctuates about 50 or 60 pounds either way sometimes. What's right? that? To speak English. Well, it's we about... We need stones. Uh, four stone. Four stone? Hang on, your weight goes from four stone. That can't be true. The lightest, That's mental. The lightest I've been... Right. Is I think just under fourteen, thirteen stone, ten I think. Right. And the heaviest I've been is definitely over seventeen stone, hundred percent. That's wild. Yeah. God, you must. I, I don't big, notice. I suppose. I'm tall. Yeah. Um, and I've got a beard, so you can't see my double chin. Um, but but um, <laughs> the point being that like there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. Yeah. There's a really good guy on Instagram called The Fit and the Chef who's really science led. Mm. And he's, I think he does a lot of positive messaging about, like, you know, it's not about you can never have a Mars bar again. It's not yeah. about, you know, you have to run a marathon every day. It's, it's just, it's, you know, it's just untenable, that sort of thing. All you need to do it? is find out what your basic metabolic rate is, how many mm. calories you need a day, and yeah. even it out over a week. So if you have a busy night in the pub or whatever, just compensate on other days across a week or two weeks, and you'll be absolutely fine. The mm. issue is that kind of process is a lot more emotionally led than for me at least, than, than anything else. Like, it's very difficult for me to stick to that because my life isn't that linear and I've got a yeah. baby and I'm tired and I want to just... And, cause it, and it kills you because when you're tired in that way, when you're raising your child, obviously you crave like really calorie-dense, like salty foods or sugary foods. And so it just... It oh, I, just, I don't know how you maintain anything when you've, when you've got much bigger Well, I haven't maintained a single fucking thing. There's no maintenance <laughs> at all going on there, mate. The only I don't know how people do it though. They have to be very focused, and you know, you just you just feel like uh, if I'm hungry and tired, and, and which 
accentuates any tiredness I may have. I'm being a worse dad, I would think. You know what I mean? The so best, yeah, give well, me the Mars yeah. bar. The best uh, dad joke about it I heard was, uh, um, and this is going to sound pretentious, but um, I very occasionally, very occasionally use a tailor for suits. Mm. And um, the, the tailor that I use, he's, he's quite a funny bloke. And he and he uses, he's got a great line where he says, when he, when he delivered me the last suit I got, he said, don't forget though, if that suit spends an extended time in the wardrobe, it'll tend to shrink. <laughs> nice. Basically meaning the older you get, the fatter you're going to get, mate. So Lovely get stuff. Um, anyway, um, should we just squeeze? Sque- no, you want to go? Okay, we'll go. Let's go. Okay, I'll just, I, I don't know. Well, I've, well, I've got other things to do, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go? Do you want to read out a quick email? I'll do one more quick one. Do one Just more because I feel email. bad that I haven't done the second right, as the email from Matt. He says, hi guys, while well, listening to Monday's episode, I was delighted to realise I had a reason to email in. Um, just this weekend, I declared to my girlfriend I was boycotting Asda. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Luke's disdain towards it resonated with me to the point I had to email in. Um, it's not cheaper. All the supermarkets price match anyway. And for the weekly shop, I go to Tesco. But the closest shop to our house is Asda, so I'll go there if I need a couple of bits. And my main gripe is that on the self-checkout of around 25 tills, they only have one member of staff on. Every single time I've been in there, I've had to wait for someone to do the age check, buying a load of booze by the sound of it, mm. or, or because there's an unexpected item in the fucking bagging area. And on Sunday, there was 13 people standing wait for this one old boy to come along. Um, the supermarket is also laid out in a mental way with nothing in a logical place. They never have any stock. They don't sell basic stuff you'd imagine for such a large supermarket and it's always messy. Rant over. Love the show. I love the catharsis of being able to email in about that and tell someone <laughs> and us actually giving a shit. So that's why I wanted to include it because the man is virulently against Asda and yeah. I for one support him. <laughs> Kid stuff. Uh, well, if you've got issues with um, your favourite or least favourite um, supermarket, do li- let us know. Get in touch. Hello at uh, you can get us on Twitter you can get us on all the socials your bloody Instagrams and your bloody TikToks and stuff like that uh, and we'll be back on um, Monday for more of this uh, Tales from America if that's alright with you Luke oh yeah you? we didn't do any batteries today because we um, we didn't get a huge amount in mm. in between recording times because we've had to pre-record due to me going away so I apologise yes. for that but normal service I'm sure will be resumed fairly shortly beautiful uh, Rory wanted me to mention that as a point of admin because he didn't want to let the listeners down and I, no. I appreciate that um, so yeah we'll see you on Monday thanks very much have a lovely weekend uh, do leave us a review all that good stuff and um, we'll catch up with you soon ta-ta Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 